on the subject activated activated faith subtitled radical faith so it's the bigger subject is activated faith and for tonight we are looking at the subject radical faith somebody say radical faith say radical faith say radical faith tonight something is going to be imparted into us and that will guarantee that we will be on a path that will ensure we will end this year as fruitful vines in the name of jesus father we pray that you touch our minds and our spirit to perceive and receive that which you are about to give us in jesus name amen now when we say radical faith what do we mean when we say radical faith what do we mean and what are we trying to say we will get to know in the teaching let's not jump the gun i promise you you'll be blessed i wanted to invite people i wanted to share the link i want you to update your status with the link and expect god to speak to you amen most believers think that faith is a conveniently growing factor we think that faith will grow automatically because you are born again no no organ in the human body grows automatically until it receives the adequate nutrition and conditions so faith in a man will not grow conveniently by itself until faith explodes in a radical manner it gives no resource until faith explodes in a man in a radical manner it gives no resource so a man can claim to have faith but until that faith explodes in a radical manner in a radical manner, there will not be any resource in the man. A radical faith is the type of faith that responds to God immediately. Immediately, without the consideration of the circumstance. So a radical faith is that faith that responds to God or obeys God no matter how radical it may look like. It is the kind of faith that moves mountains and moves men. So the faith that moves mountains is a radical faith. And the faith that moves men is a radical faith. Jesus looks at a fig tree and says from today, no man will eat from you again. The next day as they passed by, the tree was dead. Radical faith is a response of your inner man to the word of God. Follow the teaching. It is the kind of faith that moves the mountains of our lives. So radical faith moves mountains and moves men. I'm coming. Great outcomes are as a result of the combination of great risks and great faith. 
The Christian's life will not have results and great outcomes if that Christian doesn't walk in great faith, which is a radical faith. Gradually, great faith and radical faith is living our Christian work. But you see, our faith will only be potent when it rises on the radicality of its nature. Until your faith becomes radical and violent, you may never gain certain blessings in your life. For some people, your marriage must be taken radically. Your blessing must be taken radically. And the woman with the issue of blood, she radically received a miracle because she looked beyond the circumstance and the protocol and she was very radical because it was time for her to receive her miracle. This year, if you will be fruitful, you must learn how to operate a violent faith. Someone say a violent faith. Say a violent faith. We are not only to have a reasonable faith. It's good to have a reasonable faith, but a radical faith towards God is what ensures a miracle from God. It's what ensures that your land will yield. It's what ensures that your breakthrough is never denied. John the Baptist says, since the time of the Bible says, in the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. So it takes a violent, the forceful nature of a radical faith to take the kingdom of God and take the blessing of God. Tonight I pray that your spirit will enter into the radical faith realm. That whatever God has scheduled for you to receive this year, I pray in the name of Jesus that your soul will awaken to the radicality of your faith in the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 9. We're going to base a lot of our teaching from this this verse. The Bible said from 1 to 9, the Bible said, Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2. The Bible said, And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse him that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Verse 4. The Bible says, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. Out of Haram. Watch that. And Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that, that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. 
May every destination you have set forth this year, may every targeted destination, may every expectation in your heart in 2021, may the good Lord take you there in the name of Jesus. And Abraham passed through the land unto the place of Sishem, unto the plain of Morah, and the Canaanite was then in the land. Verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. Verse 8. And he, he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and high on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. Verse 9. And Abraham journeyed, going on still towards the south. The encounter of God and Abraham gives us a good detail of what a radical faith is. Somebody say radical faith. Somebody say radical faith. Tonight I pray that students and sons and daughters of the school of radical faith will be raised in the name of Jesus. U or O was a very comfortable place to stay for Abraham because his father and his relatives had established themselves in the town. So sometimes somebody is traveling to Germany or U.S., and he doesn't feel like a stranger because there are some people in Ghana, their siblings, their parents, their relatives are all outside. So when they travel outside, it will still be a comfortable place. So for, for Abraham, that town was a very, he knew the area. He knew where to go. He knew where to get what at what time. Abraham was so cool with the area. He was very comfortable until God introduced himself to him. Follow the teaching. Who was at a large city with a great development? And booming marketplace, it was an industrialized town. So it was not a village. It was a very comfortable and a modernized town that Abraham was very comfortable with because his whole family was growing there. It was a city without God. It was a city, though it was a very metropolitanized city or a place where businesses were booming it was a city without God it had two idols worship and Abraham's father was a priest to one the moon god the nana and his wife Ninga were these two idols that people worship in this town called Ur God caused Abraham to leave this city to an unknown place I'm coming. Someone say radical faith. God comes to Abraham and says, leave this town. Leave your father's house. Leave the area you are used to. And come on, I will show you the land where I want you to go. If God is in this, what is the vision of the call? If God is the one calling, most of us would have asked, this one is not God. 
Because God knows the end from the beginning. So if you are telling me to come out from my father's house, you should be able to specifically tell me where I'm going. But God said, come out from your father's house and from thy kindred and go to a land I will show you. Someone say radical faith. Today your miracle will be released to you. This year, nothing will deny you your miracle. Nothing will deny you your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. God pushed Abraham to a place he can communicate with him and reveal himself to him. So God says, I want to reveal myself to you, Abraham. I want to show you my kindness. I want to show you my goodness. But I want you to come out from your comfort zone. Abraham was never familiar with God. He was familiar with Nana and Ninga. These were the moon god and his wife, Ninga. These were the gods that were worshipped in the days of Abraham. And his father was a priest. It means that Abraham grew up worshipping like his father. Follow the teaching. God wanted to radically change the destiny of Abraham... And he needed Abraham to also make a radical decision. Somebody said, oh God, couldn't you have spoken to Abraham in his comfort zone? God said, I want to communicate with you. I want to change your destiny. I want to change you from being a worshiper of an idol. I want to make you the father of many nations. I want to bless you. I want to make your name famous. But I cannot do it in this comfort zone. Come and go to a place I will show you. A radical response to God gives destiny-changing testimonies. Child of God, until you are ready, until we are ready to take the word of God and radically obey it, there are certain testimonies that we will never see in our lives. A radical response to God's word will deliver to you Destiny changing testimonies. As God called Abraham, God is calling each of us to a place where he can reveal himself to us and show us his kindness. And that place you can only get there by a radical obedience to his word. By a radical obedience to his leadings. By a radical obedience to his guidance. By a radical obedience to his commandments. One question for you and I. Have we listened to God? Are we listening to God? Are we, have we heard God's voice? Have we heard God's commands concerning certain matters in our lives? Concerning certain areas in our lives? Have we taken notice of God's commands in his word concerning our destiny? And if we have, are we radically obeying the word? Circumstances notwithstanding. I'm preaching. 
The reason certain testimonies have disappeared in the church is that we are not radically, radically, absolutely obeying God's word. A little compromise here, a little watering here, a little. We are not radically obeying God's word. And that is why the Bible, God is teaching us today on radical faith. Abraham operated in a radical faith. He got up and left his father's house. Some of us, our father Christ doesn't have a house for you to even live. The man left his father's house with substance. It means the house will not be easy. It means the estate will not be easy. But radically, Abraham left. He didn't just leave, but he left on the command of God. Abraham, for Abraham to hear from God... It meant that he actually paid attention to God. Because he had never related with God before. He was, the father was a priest to one of these gods. One of these idols. And how did Abraham manage to hear the voice of God? It means that no matter our level in the kingdom, God will always want to speak to us and God is always speaking to us. The reason we don't see the results of the word of God in our lives is that we don't radically obey the word. I'm preaching. Somebody shout radical faith. Type it there, radical faith. And say, oh Lord, I receive an activation of radical faith. Let my faith become radical. Let me radically obey your word. Let my faith be set on fire. Let my faith become violent in the name of Jesus Christ. There are some mountains that they will never move until you radically address them. So when they came, oh, master, I brought this my son to your disciples. They could not cast out the demons. And Jesus said, this one, it will not go until you add fasting to the prayer. That is radical faith. Faith, prayer is a manifestation of faith. But fasting and prayer, you shift the faith to radicality. I pray that whatever is refusing to let go of your destiny, you will switch into the radicality of faith and you address it. Somebody shout, I receive it in the name of Jesus. If you ask Abraham, how did you hear God? I don't, Abraham will not be able to tell you. <laughs> he will tell you that I just heard God. How he heard it, he can't, he can't explain. And sometimes you will know that God is talking to you, but you can't explain it. Yeah. And that is the way God normally communicates with us. God will, will normally communicate to our discernment. The Urim and the Turim. The yes and the no. The inner witness. You know that, and you know that God is speaking to you, but you can't describe it. So if you met Abraham and he asked him, Abraham, how did God speak to you? He cannot describe it. Maybe yours, God came 
me ba, me ba, me ba, hey, hey, me ba, me ba, hey. <laughs> Emilia, 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 my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. Apreku, my daughter. May he so rest in peace. We miss him. But if you met Abraham and ask him, how did God speak to you? He will not be able to describe. And sometimes you know God has spoken to you, but you just can't express how. You just know. You, you just know that God is saying this. But you just can't tell. That is why if, if you are in a pastoral ministry, your pastor is a typical pastor, he will not always use God said, God said. The counsel of a godly man is a God said. Yeah. A man who has trained his senses with the word of the Lord. When he's giving you a counsel, it is a that say the Lord. But he may not use it. So most of the times, we may take it for granted that, oh, this one, pastor did not change his voice. <laughs> I see that, no, no. The counsel of a man who has trained his senses with the word of the Lord. He said, that's the the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, if you ask Abraham, how did you know that God, he wouldn't be able. So Billy Graham once said that, I don't know how the digestive system works, but I eat. I don't know whether you know how the digestive system works, but you, every day you eat. And then when you are having gas in your stomach, you say you are having indigestion. Though you don't know how your digestive system is working, you believe that there is something called the digestive system. Though, he said, though I don't know how my respiratory system works, I still breathe. You need to radically have faith in God's word. And when you have faith, you know you have faith. When you have faith, because faith is a substance of things hopeful. You will know that you have faith. God came to look for Abraham, and Abraham must respond to God only by a radical faith. If he will be able to obey. Because some of the commands of God will go beyond reasoning faith. Hmm. Because if God has come, that leave, my, leave your father's house and go to a land which I will show you, you will need a radical faith to know that I may not know the land I am going, but if it is God that is leading me, then I am okay. Others will say, ah, but where are you going? Do you know where you are going? All you will say is that God is leading me. And if God is leading me, God can never be lost. God can never be confused. So I am following God. If he takes me through the valley, I am okay. If he takes me through the wilderness, I am okay. Wherever God is taking me, I am fine. So when Elijah was following Elijah, when there was time for God to take 
Elijah away and they passed through all the areas from Gilgal to Bethel to um, Jericho to Jordan. The people were saying, don't you know that the Lord is taking your master? He said, I know, hold your peace. Because I know that the mantle can never be missing. I know the mantle can never be missing. I'm coming back with the mantle. It takes radicality. It, it is beyond reasoning faith. Because if he had used reasoning faith, all the sons of the prophet were saying that your master is going to be taken away. Reasonably, 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 he should have given up. He should have start, started insulting the master. So I've served you all these years. You know you are going to disappear and you won't tell me. That is reasoning faith. But the radicality of faith is that there, there was something in Elisha that knew that the mantle can never follow the man into heaven. And the man said, if you see me go, if you see me go, that means the moment you don't see me, ah, you will miss it. I came to charge somebody. In this year of fruitfulness, your faith must be put to work. I said your faith must be put to work. In the name of Jesus, it takes a radical faith to believe God at certain times of your life. It takes a radical faith. It takes a radical faith to receive from God a certain time of your life. Yeah. The woman met Elijah. He said, go and bake cake and bring, let me eat. <laughs> when you do that, <laughs> look, you will never lack until the rains come. It will take a radical faith for you to use your last flour and your last oil to feed a prophet you met. What will you tell your relatives? You write a note of suicide. <laughs> uh, our food got finished because a prophet met me and asked me to use my last flour and oil and we ate and we are dead. It takes the radicality of faith. It takes the radicality of faith to take a seed and sow on the ground. It takes a radicality of faith. For Hannah, for Hannah, for Hannah, not to have received someone yet, physically. But you see, in the realms of the spirit, the thing was too substantial in the spirit that I have already received the thing, I'm giving it back to God. Hannah, what if it is your last child? It's your first and last. She didn't think that way. That is how radicality of faith is. And at the end of the day, it was not only someone she had. She had five more children. I pray that you will not delay your breakthrough again. You will not delay your testimony again. You will not delay your blessing again. You will not delay that door to open. You will not delay it again because you are going to operate in the radicality of faith. I thought you are clapping wherever you are. The outcome of obeying God is dependent on our radical faith. Most of times. Believing that God is 
is far different from a radical step of faith towards God. Believing that God is is far different from a radical step of faith. Taking a radical step of faith is far different from believing that God is. He said, Hebrews eleven six. Let me read that before I continue. And look at the scripture well. Hebrews eleven six. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please God or please him. For he that cometh to God, the first type of faith, must believe that he is. It's a different thing, comma. And so the reward is provoked with the second part. Knowing that God is, is not enough. There are many people who know that God is God. But he said, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is the radicality of faith. When you are seeking God with radicality, no word of a man can discourage you. Even when the fig tree does not blossom, even when the well doesn't show water, even when the clouds are not yielding rain, you, you are not seeking. Because the radicality of faith is driving your service. And I pray that nobody will backtrack this year. You will see the fruit of your labor. You will see the, the fruit of your vision. Whatever God put in your heart, receive the strength to plant. Receive the strength to build. Receive the strength to harvest. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I feel like preaching. Kingdom giants are products of radical faith. Because we are on Facebook, I can't share some testimonies. But kingdom giants are products of radical faith. Yeah, radical faith. Radical faith. Radical faith. When we delay in obedience, faith can give us nothing in life. Delayed obedience will render your faith useless. The reason most miracles have delayed is that many Christians are walking in delayed obedience. Delayed obedience. When God spoke to Abraham, the next day he was off. What word have you delayed in, obey, in, in obeying? What miracle has delayed in your life? Check the word you have delayed in obeying. Check the word. Check the word. John chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. Let's read some scriptures. John 2, 1 to 11. And the third day, there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Verse 2. 
And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Verse 3. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith him, saith unto him, There they have no wine. Verse 4. Jesus saith unto them, Woman, unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not come yet. Verse 5. His mother saith unto the servant, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were six, there were set there six water pots of stone. Watch the reading. After the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three thickens apiece. Verse 7. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. Somebody said, your blessing is always, is always tied to an instruction. Type it. My blessing is always tied to an instruction. He said, Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots with water. Don't argue with him. You don't ask why. You don't go and ask, explain. Sir, 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 listen. Sir, listen. Maybe you forgot it. It's not water we need, though. We need wine. <laughs> so how are you telling us to fill the water pot with water? This is not what your mother told us. We, we know that you are a miracle worker. So even though the six pots were there, you could have just commanded wine. They didn't argue with Jesus. Are you arguing with God? You want to see a miracle? You want to have a breakthrough? But you are still in a conference talk with God. Arguing with him for seven years on that matter. Who is delaying whose time? God does not live in time. He lives out, outside time. You, you live in time. You have time on earth. When it is up, you go. Who are you delaying his time? And they fill them up to the brim. They fill them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, draw out now. <laughs> if you don't have faith, you cannot see some miracles. There is a radicality of faith that provokes a miracle. Jesus said, you have poured water and draw it out now and serve. At what point the miracle took place, we don't know. Whether the time they were feeling it, or the time they withdrew it, or the time the people started drinking it, all we know is that at the end of the transaction between Jesus and these guys, there was fresh wine, new wine, new wine. Miracles don't show up until men begin to walk in radicality of faith. I'm yet to hear a testimony of faith that had no substance of radicality in it. I'm yet to hear a testimony of faith that had no substance of radicality and violence in it. Anytime faith is about to give birth to a miracle, it comes in the nature of violence, of radicality. And the woman said, I got to touch the hem of Jesus. Protocol or no protocol? 
It doesn't matter the same I'm carrying for 12 years. If I can touch, that is the language of radicality. I pray. I don't know what God has shown you this year. You are, you, you, you are too slow. Your faith is too reasoning. Your faith is too slow. Your faith is cold. I came to fire it up. I pray that your spirit will be stirred up. That whatever God has said to you, your faith will believe it. Your faith will hold it. Your faith will pursue it. Because the just shall live by his own faith. There must be some wildness in your faith. We need some miracle, some testimonies that will shake the foundation of hell. The testimonies in church are becoming too common. It looks like the same. We need some new testimonies. We need some faith testimonies. Some faith testimonies. We need some wives who will say, when I conceived, before I realized I was bleeding, and when we went to the scan, they said the baby has come out, but I told the doctor, I believe God will not give me a child and I'll miscarry. According to the covenant we have in the commonwealth of Israel, we don't miscarry. Whether scan says I've miscarried or not, I believe my child is safe. And at nine months, you give birth to the child. We need faith testimonies like this. And it's real. It's real. It's real. We no longer hear of great testimonies. The testimonies we hear is like some at the corner. I don't want to cite some up. Because every testimony is a testimony. But I'm talking about a testimony that is born out of radicality of faith. I remember a woman, her child applied to a university, and uh, her name was not coming up. One day, she was in the car. We went to preach somewhere. When we were coming, she said, so for let's drive through the compound, the campus, this particular school. Let's go and drive there. Let's go round the roundabout seven times. And as we go around it, I see my children in this school. As if it was a joke. Faith does not joke. When radicality enters into a man's faith, be careful how you handle him. He may not say things that you understand. He may not say things for you to agree with him. It's okay. Don't agree with him. It's fine. Because he's speaking out of the radicality of faith. One time I attempted to rent so many years ago. And the landlord said, oh, the police has come for the whole apartment. And I love the house. When I look at the house, I say, hey, this room, this house, I'm going to stay in. And this is where I must stay. I love the house. I'm staying in. Then the man who is a Christian, so who so for me, me a deacon, but Pentecost, so you can't come and make declarations. I said they've signed. Monday they are coming in. I said fine, but me too, I'm coming to stay here. Monday he calls me and says the police has written to him that they don't want the location. The place is too domestic, so they want another place. 
He said, come and You see, when your faith comes alive, nobody, you can't describe it. When it is like that, it is red hot. Act on the word of God. Act on the word of God. Fruitfulness will be birth if we start operating. The violence taken. The violence taken. This year, you will take certain things. I said this year, you, you may not receive it all, but you will take it. They may not deliver it to you, but you will take it. And I pray that you will take some miracles. You will take some houses. You will take some lands. You will take some open doors. Somebody shout, I will take it by faith. I feel it. When we radically obey God, we give birth to testimonies. Yeah. You know, too many of our overfed Christians are in the church and they have become too calculative. We have become overfed. An average charismatic Christian can be a pastor. I think one day they should declare a day of sending off in all charismatic churches. Everybody who has been in the church for more than five years, you are, you are ordained as a pastor, then you, they send you. You have heard too many messages. Sunday, 32, 52 Sundays times five. 110 sermons. 52 Tuesdays times five. 52 Fridays, intermittent retreat. You are more than qualified to preach. So we have become too calculative and too reasoning. <laughs> I'm preaching. We have countlessly rescheduled our miracles because we failed to obey God radically. Abraham, leave behind everything and go where I will show you. It was a radical call that needed a radical response. Sometimes God will just speak to you, do this. You say, uh, this thing is not God. It's not God. If it's God, you will speak again. And he won't speak again. He never came to Abraham twice. He spoke to him once. And Abraham immediately obeyed. I'm coming. Check all through scriptures. God's approach to man has always been radical. He puts Adam in the garden. And he says, hey, my child, I didn't create you to, to look in the mirror and check yourself. Hey, Charlie, my height there, Charlie. I'll be hot cake in town. I didn't create you to look in the mirror and pray. Name all the animals. Dress the garden. Adam never gone to school, has not gone to a zoo university. He just began radically. He just must know the name of a dog. Radically, he must dig deep into the nature of God in him and know that this is a lion. Church, there is no time. There is no time for us to play. 
we must begin to radically operate as sons and daughters of God. Obey God's word with radicality. Yeah. Daniel said, I'm not praying. I'm not going to stop praying. In fact, that afternoon when they gave the uh, decree, he opened the windows. They say, don't pray. Say, I'm not, I'm not going to stop praying. My relationship with God is more important than any position. He said, we are taking him to the lions then. Ah, I don't care. I'm sure when they were carrying him there, when he entered the lion's den, you can't have radical faith for lions to chew you. They started seeing the lion of the tribe of Judah in the man. If you have met your friend lion, you don't chew your lion. You don't chew your friend lion. I'm praying for somebody. Your miracle will not be resettled again. Because your faith is receiving a baptism of fire in the name of Jesus. If you sing, you see, if you sing Destiny Changer as a song, you must be ready to be radical in your faith. Because if God will change your destiny, it needs a radical faith. It needs a radical response. It needs a radical action. It needs a radical step of faith. Step of faith. A step of faith. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 22. I'm getting there. Malagada, ba, 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 ba. And Jesus, give me the message version. Radicality of faith. online so I can't share some testimonies. Walking along the beach of Lake Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers. So, it's not a sin for Christians to go to the beach. It is what happens, what you go and do there. (laughs) I don't want to go there. Walking along the beach of Lake Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers. Simon, later called Peter, and Andrew, they were fishing, throwing their nets into the lake. It was their regular work. Verse 19. Jesus said to them, come with me and I will make a new kind of fisherman out of you. I will show you how to catch men. Hey, you will start catching valuables. I'm moving you from catching fishes. I'm moving you to becoming the catchers of men, valuables. I'm changing your destiny. I'm changing your lifestyle. I'm changing the color of your destiny. If you will follow me, I will change your destiny. Peter. And he said, I will show you how to catch men and women instead of pets and bars. (laughs) Verse 20. They didn't ask questions. 
speak the language of the Holy Ghost. Mara They didn't ask questions. Can you see how it relates and looks like Abraham's faith? They didn't ask Jesus any question. <laughs> hey, Jack, we should stop this and follow you. Ha! Do you have a university? When will you turn us? To be able to fish for men. How? When? At what place? Do you have a house for us? Are you going to pay a salary every month? Is there some allowance for food? The Bible said they didn't ask questions. But simply dropped their nets and followed. Is there not a radicality in this? See I'm sure the three versions say, They simply dropped it. Their nets and followed. 21. A short distance down the beach, they came upon another pair of brothers, James and John Zebedee's sons, these two were sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their fish nets. Jesus made the same offer to them. Ha! This time, the sons were sitting with their father. May God give us fathers who will understand spiritual things. These were his future managers for his business. People he was raising to take over the business. Now Jesus comes and says, Sons of the Zebedee, I'm offering you the same thing I offered Peter and James. If you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men and women. The Bible said, and they were just as quick. Say radical faith. As quick. Sometimes, some of us, God says, pay your first fruit. You are not quick. You are still thinking. You are not paying your tithe. God gives you instruction. Start praying for this number of hours. God gives you instruction. Go and ask of the price of this land. God gives you an instruction. Go and start this course. God gives you, you see, and when God is speaking to you, this is how sometimes God, that thing becomes an impression on you for a period of time. If you don't obey it, it goes and never comes. So for a period, it can be one week. It can be the whole day. It can be three hours. It can be one month. It can be one month. Something will be impressing on you. God is literally speaking to you. The Bible said, and they were just as quick to follow. And when you are reading the Bible, when you are reading the Bible, you see that at a certain point in a particular, there's a particular verse your heart is caught in attention to. God is telling you something there. This is how God speaks to us. When you are reading the Bible, it gets to a point, and and they were just quick to follow. Are we quick to obey? I wish they could do a song with this part for me. Are we quick to obey? Are we quick? Are we quick? It's not obey, are we quick? 
abandoning both and father. Abandoning both and father. Immediately, no consultation. The Bible said, from there he went all over Galilee. He used synagogues for meeting places and taught people the truth of God. God's kingdom was his theme. That beginning right now, they were under God's government, a good government. He also healed people of their diseases and of the bad effect of their bad lives. Verse 24. May God change every effect of a former bad life in your life. Word got around the entire Roman province of Syria. People brought anybody with an ailment, whether mental, emotional, or physical. Jesus healed them one by one. Delayed faith is no faith at all. Delayed faith is no faith at all. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Delayed faith is no faith at all. The Bible said, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. As long as we delay in obeying God's word, there will be no show. There will be no show. No show. No show means no show. No show. There will be no show even when we obey later. <laughs> Pastor, delayed obedience is disobedience. God was demanding Abraham to totally change his life. He was demanding from Abraham a decision to enable God totally change his life. His name was about to ever change. His status was about to ever change. He was going to be a commander of blessings. And he was going to be the reason why others would be cursed. But it all leaned on the fact that he had to radically obey God. His belief system must change. I'm sure before then, he had already calculated the estate of the father. He had plans how to expand the estate, how to, how to take over the priesthood. From his father. The father might have started training him. This is how our God speaks. When he does, it means that you have to, you have to bring cow. If you want to ask the God the question, you see, you have to remove your shoes, you have to wear white calico, you have to do your, and then you come and stand there, you bow. Abraham had to change his belief system. And that takes, look, there are things that followed you into the kingdom. It takes radical faith to tear them off your life. Radical faith. The things I used to do, I do them no more. It takes radical faith. I feel the teaching of the word. God demanded from Abraham a hard thing. It's not, it, it wasn't a joke. He has never related with God before. God comes and says, change your location to a place I will show you.
Abraham, all what you have believed from your youth, I came to annul it, annul it, abandon it, and follow me. Abraham decided to radically switch camp from the faith in idols, Kabbalah Kataya, and the gods of Uz, Kadolo Katabahaya, and the lifestyle of Uz, the faith in idols. He decided to abandon the gods of Uz and the lifestyle in Uz. When God begins to change your life, he will touch these three things. And he decided to follow God. The faith in God's. He decided to disconnect from the gods of Uz. And his lifestyle. He decided to depart from the lifestyle in Uz to follow God. It is not easy to believe because it is very hard to radically believe. Things that are against your belief system. The only way God can work miracles is when his people walk in radical faith towards him in obedience to his word. Please, are you listening to me, someone? This society will change overnight. This community will change overnight. If each of us here in the church, online, will decide to radically begin to obey God in every area of our lives. What God offers to us is far better than what the world will give to us. But sometimes, because the world's own looks flashy and splendorous, and it normally comes before the one that God wants to offer, we lose focus on what God can do. You need a radical faith if God can do anything meaningful with your life. You can't have a kingdom impact without a radical faith. Without a radical faith. Without a radical faith. Genesis chapter 12 verse 2 to 3 again. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee. And indeed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Abraham, I want to move you from a local champion into a global icon of the gospel. I want to move you. I want to bless you. I want to make your name famous, Abraham. But you got to leave the faith in the gods of Uz. You have to detach yourself from the gods of Uz. And you have to depart from the lifestyle of Uz. Abraham, I want to move you from Uz to the nations of the world. And after now, only few people knew the names of Abraham, the, the name of Abraham, and even his father. 
only a localized people in Uz. But when Abraham stepped out, even Muslims and unbelievers today know Abraham. They know the story of Abraham. Church, we can never enter into some oceans of God's blessings if we don't operate in the radicality of faith. It is that thing that will move you from your comfort zone to do things you were calculating to do. I stir something in somebody. I stir something in somebody. To do things in your inconvenience. To do things out of conviction. Not in your convenience. Radical faith. Listen to this. Radical faith will cost you all your life. But it will bless you all your life. Radical faith. It will cost you all your life. Because some decisions you will take. I don't want to give examples because you are online. Abraham took his son. That is what, that was a radical faith. He carried his son. He went to sacrifice. With no assurance that God was going to replace him. But when he did it and God said, now I know. Radicality. Took him into the very blessing of God. God had spoken in this verse. But when Abraham took the son, radicality, and was about to kill. In fact, he killed the child in his heart. God said, now I know. Now I know. God doesn't make our lives worse when we come to him. No. It's an error for you, for somebody to say, I was better off before I became a Christian. I was better off before I joined the church. I was better off before I started serving God. It's a lie. God will never worsen your plight. When God takes your life, when you follow God, it will always get bigger. It will always get better. And it will always get greater. You get bigger every day. You get greater every day. Every day comes with a different dimension of you. If you don't walk in radicality of faith in church, you will just be a church goer and a church comer. <laughs> when you see a man in church moving forward, check, talk to him about his faith life. You will see that there was a junction he took a radical faith step. So Salom is here, using an example. He used to work for people. And he took a radical faith step. He supplies things to government officials, government institutions, am I lying? Making, producing best for secondary schools in large quantities. Radicality of faith is what will deliver fruitfulness into your life. This here. Don't be sleeping on the bed and be shouting, hey, with my hands, I will plant. With my hands, I will build. With my hands, I will harvest day by day, step by step. In Jesus' name, amen. You sleep. You harvest nothing. You harvest nothing, oh. Oh. Huh. Radical faith 
will amplify your destiny. Our radicality must be seen in our quick response to God's word. Not in our by heart. No, this radicality, eh, we are talking about a rocky obedience character to God's word. Rocky. You are not talking about by heart, just careless. No, no, no. Rocky obedience. What God has said, I'm holding on. I'm not changing it. Radical faith doesn't assume a smooth ride, but it's always seen a glorious end. That's radical faith. It doesn't assume a smooth ride. The ride may not be smooth, but it always sees a glorious end. Faith is believing that God can and God will do what he has said. That is faith. Don't lose your faith. Faith is believing that God will do and can do what he has said. One of the wisdom in God is radically obey God's word. When we talk about the wisdom of God, if a man has the wisdom of God, that man is the man that radically obeys God's word. It is there we get blessed. It is there we get blessed. Genesis 22, 1 to 3. I'm wrapping up. Oh, because of time, it's all talking about when Abraham, the Bible said, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. Give me the message version. As I read, I'm just reading through, then we close. He said, Take your dear son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Sacrifice him. There as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I will point out to you. Abraham got up early in the morning. Did you see that? Radical faith. Early in the morning. And saddled his donkey. He took two of his young servants and his son, Isaac. He had split wood for the burnt offering. He set out for the place God has directed him. Moved to 11 to 12 because of time. The Bible said, Then, just then, an angel of God called to him out of heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Yes, I am listening. Verse 12. Don't lay a hand on that boy. Don't touch him. Now I know how fearlessly you fear me. <laughs> now I know how fearlessly you fear God. You didn't hesitate. Say radicality of faith. You didn't hesitate to place your son, your dear son, on the altar for me. 15 to 18. The angel of God spoke from heaven a second time to Abraham. I swear God's sure word. You know, you know, when you begin to walk in the radicality of faith, you see God swearing on you. And when God begins to swear on a man, 
that man will never be the same again. He said, I swear God's sure word, because you have gone through with this and have not refused to give me your son, your dear, dear son, I will bless you. May, ay, 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 ay. may the Lord bless you. I said, may the Lord bless you. The Bible said, I will bless you. How I will bless you. And I will make sure that your children flourish like stars in the sky, like sun on the beaches, and your descendants will defeat their enemies. And he said, all nations of the earth will find themselves blessed through your descendants because you obeyed me. Because, because, because. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Put your hand on your belly. Put your hand on your belly and begin to pray some fire into your faith. That Lord cause me to walk in the radicality of faith this year. Cause me to walk in the forceful violence of faith this year. In the name of Jesus, cause me to make steps, faith steps, radicality of faith, radical faith steps. In the name of Jesus, we will not move by what we see. We will not be moved by what we hear. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we will not be moved by what we hear. We will not be moved by what we see. Make us fearlessly obey your word. No matter the circumstance, no matter the threat, no matter the circumstance. Oh Lord, let us put our bodies under subjection. Let us realign our lives under divine ordinance according to your guidance. Oh God, we shall follow in the name of Jesus. With the assurance that if God you are leading us, oh, you will not leave us in the desert. We may pass through the desert, but you will not leave us in the desert. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for such a word. Father, I pray for my hearers. I pray that, Lord, we will not miss any blessing this year. I pray our faith is coming alive. Anyone who is watching, who will watch this stream after even tonight, who is struggling to believe you again because a word spoken to them is delaying, I pray that the radicality of faith 
will arise in them that they will take your word. They will take your command concerning that promise and obey. Because you said, all nations on the earth will find themselves blessed through Abraham and his descendants because he obeyed you. I pray, give us a heart that will dare to obey you irrespective of physical circumstances. I pray that we will not fail this year. We will yield to your word at all times. Help us to obey your word. If we can obey your word, we know our joy will be full. Give us the radicality like Abraham, like Ruth, like Daniel. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Somebody celebrate God with a good clap offering. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I know some of you joined late, uh, but uh, you can always go back and soak the word over and over again. Tomorrow when you are driving to work, you can just listen to it. Tomorrow when you are at work, just listen to it. Soak the word until something kicks in your spirit. The Bible says in Ezekiel 2.2 2, that the spirit entered into me as he spoke to me. So as you listen to the word, the spirit that is in the word will enter into you. Hallelujah.